Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, November 6th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what Speaker Mike Johnson faces when it comes to government funding. Number two, the Senate's path forward on military promotions. And number three, AOC hires a Sanders loyalist. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Uh, Government funding quickly becoming the key issue here. Uh, in Washington, as there are only 12 days until the government runs out of money. And if you are a member of the House, I would think you'd be slightly nervous with a very new speaker in Mike Johnson and him trying to figure out exactly what the strategy is going to be for how to tackle this massive issue. Yeah, that's right. Um, A few things to think about here. Last week, um, Mike Johnson passed an, an Israel aid bill, $14 billion roughly, Um, That bill also included $14 billion of cuts to um, uh, the IRS. So this is the first time Israel aid had been conditioned on something else uh, in modern times. And um, uh, that was showing that showed that Johnson's inclination is to try to split Democrats, nothing wrong with that, um, but it he could have gotten a quick victory here and a bill signed into law probably this week, if not last week. He took that, he took a different path, okay? So that's an interesting thing to think about. That gives us, um, uh, that gives us some clue into how he's thinking. Now, government funding runs out on November 17th. That's not very far from now. I mean, we are, it's November 6th. So um, he's going to have to move on some sort of government funding bill this week. I don't see any other way around it besides moving this week. Friday is a national holiday, Veterans Day. Um, And so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. A couple thoughts here. Usually, when you're moving a government funding bill, you do a bunch of listening sessions and whipping in advance. They're not doing that now. Um, I don't know what that means besides the fact that it means that they don't know what the plan is. I talked to a lot of people yesterday in leadership in uh, Speaker Johnson's office, uh, uh, Steve Scalise's office, and uh, the whip operation with Tom Emmer's office, um, and they all kind of said they are not there is no plan at the moment. Now, there probably is someone who has a plan somewhere. We just, it's not, it's not, it's not, there's nothing in action right now. Um, I'm just going to go over quickly into the three options and then we, you could weigh in here. Uh, a clean government funding bill. That would make a lot of sense. It would be tough for him to pass. He'd have to use up a lot of political capital to do so. Um, but he is a, um, they listen. They could you. They could say they wasted three weeks after McCarthy was 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 kicked out of the speakership, and let's you know let's give ourselves some more time to get a long term deal until January. Okay, number two, immigration and or cuts. This would be more difficult. HR uh, two, the House Republican Immigration Bill, that would need to be on the. Um, that would be. I understand the inclination there, and I understand the temptation. The problem is H.R. 2 has no chance in the Senate. Many of its provisions have no chance in the Senate, and the Senate's already working on an immigration bill or an immigration package-ish around the Ukraine bill. Cuts would also be very difficult. Now, there's the laddered approach. The laddered approach is like an RSC special here. It would uh, basically set the deadline for government funding 
uh, it would cascade them or, or stagger them throughout time until there's a long term d- deal. Um, that would that is a very uh, if that catches steam in the house, we can assume there's a shutdown because that is a a very uh, uh, divisive and, and unworkable, according to Senate and House Republicans, to be honest with you, an unworkable strategy. So um, that's where we are, Anna, uh, which means, in other words, we are absolutely nowhere. So give it to take, give it a shot. I mean, you know, not necessarily surprising. I think what's interesting here is a couple things. Um, you lay out very kind of cleanly where things are right now. The fact that we don't have a real sense of what Johnson's strategy is going to be uh, and and may not until this, this leadership meeting happens. To me, the most interesting thing here is the goodwill that Johnson has uh, among the conference. The fact that they don't want to be, you know, they've just spent three weeks, Republicans in disarray, these kind of infighting and, and bad feelings. Uh, and, and, you know, so I think that there is, in some ways, he has the benefit that, you know, certainly McCarthy wouldn't have had if he was in this situation, right? Where... He is is, you know, new at the job and has shown some kind of early swagger, right, when it came to that, uh, you know, bill last week and the ability to kind of isolate Austin Scott um, over that. And so the fact that, you know, they were able to get that done. So to me, I think the big thing is, you know, is he just going to push something clean and say, like, hey, we got to live to fight another day, January 12th, that gives us some more time. That to me seems to be the like path of least resistance. This certainly is not the house that has uh, typically taken up the path of least resistance, but going to be very interesting. Again, we're, we're just starting to see the contours of what a Mike Johnson speakership looks like, how he's going to kind of operate. And this will be key in terms of you know, what happens here in terms of, you know, not only keeping the government funded, but also looking to the future, to Israel, to uh, Ukraine funding, to anything else that's going to get done here uh, in the next several months. All right, let's run to the number two story of the morning. Jake, we have covered every twist and turn here uh, with the Senate Republicans and their infighting uh, with Senator Tommy Tuberville, the Republican from Alabama and his hold on military promotions. Um, The frustration really coming to a boil at this point. Andrew Desiderio continuing to cover all things uh, happening here, but man, it, it, it starts to, you're starting to feel a, a, uh, a turn of the tides, I guess, uh, if that's the phrase of the morning I'm going to use, where all of a sudden you could see Senate Republicans. I mean, they're doing everything they can to show that they've exhausted all all efforts here, but the frustration very high. It's interesting you say turn the tides because I was listening to a fish song called Tide Turn yesterday. Oh. To- and uh, I, I was thinking how I, they haven't played that in a very long time. But while we're do, looking here, I will just uh, I will check out if when the last time they played that is. Uh, so um, the uh, by the way, not since 2018, 7, 28, 2016, 2018. Um, so Tommy Tuberville, there was a kind of a, a battle on the floor last week um, between Republicans and Tuberville. Um, uh, and there is. A Senate Republicans want to find every way to bl- to break Tuberville's military promotion block- blockade before resorting to a temporary rules change, a temporary patch proposed by Democrats. Democrats don't like that you call it a, that we're calling it a rules change. Um, 
that's they are changing the rules to get this done whether it's a rules change or not i mean i i don't know i'm not really sure what the what the difference is but anyway we'll we'll give in there for a second but um the um basically the story is this tommy tuberville's not going to relent so like the idea that there's going to be some sort of um move that or some sort of something that's said that is going to make tommy tuberville re- reverse on what he's what he said uh, or what he said he's doing is just not in, not tethered to reality. But as this goes on, it continues to divide the Senate. It continues to take up a bunch of time. Um, I have a, um, uh, a few thoughts on this that extend beyond kind of the obvious, which is um, it does show that the leadership's power here. Uh, in the Senate Republican conference is a little bit waning, uh, to be honest with you. This is a senator who has been involved in this blockade for some time now, Tommy Tuberville, and the leadership has not been able to block, to break him, even though he's uh, Mitch McConnell last week said, uh, you know, went out pretty hard and basically said this is not a good idea. And I, I've I've made that clear to him or something. He said something to that to that extent. So it's just it's a fascinating it's a fascinating uh, situation that does show the kind of the ebb of the leadership's power in some sense. All right, let's run to the number three story of the morning. This is a big one, and certainly for our uh, listenership and readership, something to watch. Mike Casca, the deputy chief of staff to Senator Bernie Sanders, will become the new chief of staff to Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Cass has been with Sanders, Jake, since the Vermonters' 2020 presidential campaign, moving up the ranks, first coming to Capitol Hill as Sanders' communications director and later becoming his deputy chief of staff. Yeah, this is a big move uh, for AOC. Mike Kask has been a, a Bernie World Insider for a long time, Deputy Chief, Chief of Staff, Comms Director, someone who's very close to the senator. Listen, AOC's office, to be honest with you, is is a is the a focal point for a lot of progressive energy on Capitol Hill. Uh, it is something that uh, she, she has she has a massive political operation, although those are separate, but it still shows her power. Um, a big move that will get a lot of eyeballs, turn a lot of heads on Capitol Hill. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Want to flag that we have an event tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I'm going to be interviewing Representative Kat Kamek, a rising star in the Republican Party from Florida. We're going to be talking news of the day, 5G leadership and spectrum policy. And afterwards, come to that and stick around for our second in-person brown bag lunch live briefing. Uh, It is one day out from election year tomorrow, which is crazy. Uh, Heather, Andrew, and Max are going to join me. Uh, This is coming off of a special edition tally uh, newsletter that's going to be in your inbox tomorrow morning, looking at all the factors one year out from 2024. You can sign up for that and all of our free morning newsletters at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.